Uh, speaking of conservatives and restaurants and conservatives attending restaurants, this conversation between Libs of TikTok's very own Chaya, Chaya Rychik and Taylor Lorenz is a perfect demonstration, in my opinion, of what it looks like when you are a reactionary conservative online doing the same nonsensical, idiotic bullshit in public, especially against someone who is, you know, sane. Now, the reason why this interview is uploaded on the mother Taylor Lorenz YouTube page is also funny. I know the actual details because I reached out to Taylor after this interview popped off a couple days ago. I was like, Taylor, how the f did you get access to this person like this, this unfettered, unfiltered access for 55 minutes? Taylor told me that it was actually Haya that personally was, uh, you know, willing to sit down with her as long as she filmed the process herself. It was actually Haya's assistant that was filming this interview. The conversation was supposed to take place for 10 minutes max. Taylor wrote an article about Nex, the non-binary 16-year-old that was brutalized and beaten up by three older students in an Oklahoma school who then died a day later. Now, um, Taylor had written about the article. Uh, Taylor had written about this uh, situation and... Uh, Chaya Rychik uh, is, is, of course, for those of you who don't know, a psychopathic, right-wing, crazy lady that runs the Libs of TikTok account. This account is, I guess, like a clear-cut definition of a stochastic terrorist, an account that is specifically involved in, you know, doing terror to trans people. I don't know how else to describe it. Her entire purpose is to find random queer people in, in uh, you know, places of regular business and uh, out them, or not out them specifically, but like lie about them, call them groomers and pedophiles to her uh, audience of psychopathic, bloodthirsty, monstrous, transphobic losers. It is uh, not even just a cyber lynch mob. Cyber lynch mob is adequate. However, it's not just a cyber lynch mob. It actually has real world consequences because as a hate monger, when there is a person or even an institution like a hospital, for example, in Kaya's crosshairs, that hospital will always get suspiciously a litany of death threats for all the medical professionals that work there, and even bomb threats, as a matter of fact. Very famously, bomb threats to a children's hospital, just so you understand. And, and of course, Kaya and uh, uh, Taylor have had very public beef for quite some time. Taylor was the person that uh, found out who she was and basically unmasked her, the anonymous account. And I think she was very valid to do so before people go, oh, that's doxing. Uh, there is a difference between having a stochastic terrorist account that simply anonymously is engaging in stochastic terrorism, which I think is still worthy of, of uh, unmasking, versus a stochastic terror account that also was officially collaborating with organs of the government, which Kaya was. Ron DeSantis's own personal spokesperson was working alongside Kaya Raicha, getting notes from her, which made it even additionally more valid as far as journalism goes. She's also one of the dumbest people on the planet. Here's uh, on January 24th, 2023, uh, Libs of TikTok creator Chaya Rychik said, they made up the term stochastic terrorist for us. So honestly, like that makes me feel really they important. The stochastic terrorism term, like for me, like- No, they, like they did. Ago. They did make it up for you. They did make it up for you. No, they did. I'm giving you the credit. I'm they saying, did, right? I'm saying they accused me of that, but they didn't make up the word then. They made up the word for you. 
You are the stochastic oh, so terrorist. They weren't, using, they weren't using that term back then. No, no, Dory, you oh, you wow. you woke okay. them up to their full uh, regard. Let me clarify. But they were accusing me of that, but they didn't have a word for it yet. Yeah, they literally made that up for like me, Tucker, and Matt Walsh, and Chris Rufo. Like they made up the term stochastic uh, terrorist for us. So honestly, like that makes me feel really important. So thank you. That dude being real or playing into it? No, he's like an unabashed fascist himself, of course. Elijah was fired from the blaze for sexually assaulting a coworker. This is correct. That is Elijah, whatever the fuck his last name is, I forget, who was too much of a sexual assaulter and a sexual harasser for him to be fired from a place that literally is, is a placeholder and a permanent jobs program for sexual assaulters and sexual harassers that were fired from Fox News. By the way, according to Wikipedia, the term stochastic terrorism was coined in 2002 by Gordon Wu, but the invention term as it is used today was 2011. Kaya is 28 years old. Oh my God. Kaya Rajik is 28 years old. Are you for fucking real right now? God damn. She's so hurt. Holy moly. That is a bad 28 dog that you should not have told me that. Yo, yikes. Hate fucking ages. You like nothing else. I'm four years older than her. There ain't no fucking way. I'm four years older than this woman. That's actually kind of wow. That's crazy. I did not know that. Oh my God. What is on her shirt? Uh, she is wearing a t-shirt that has Taylor Lorenz's face on it because she is insane. She thinks this is cool and fun and funny. But to the average person, to the onlooker from the outside, to the bus driver, if you will, if we're going to talk about, um, you know, the bus driver thing that I talk about all the time, the, could you describe, like, what? how would a bus driver receive you? Like a freak, because she is a freak. Let's continue. Um, so thank you so much for meeting. First of all, I saw Seth Dillon today saying that you guys are no longer affiliated. What happened with there? I know that he invested in you early, was a huge supporter of you. Uh, just parted ways. For what reason? Personal reasons. Yeah? Yeah. What You didn't align Totally with am. Seth Dillon is the CEO of Babylon B. Seth Dillon, famous for saying things on the timeline like, oh, this 14-year-old victim of rape is uh, getting to learn the wonders of giving birth. Seth Dillon, who unironically has defended a 14-year-old rape victim being forced to carry a pregnancy to term. Just remember that. That Seth Dillon, owner of Babylon B, Mr. Babylon Might B, that Seth Dillon recognized that the endless amounts of, of political drama that Chaya Reichick engages in with a sea of death threats that, uh, that, that follow anytime she posts about someone was unfortunately too much and too hot for the Babylon motherfucking B. Remember, the reason why I gave you information on Seth Dillon beforehand is so that you understand even guys like that are like, oh, Kaya is a little bit too far and is actually bringing a lot of attention in a negative way and possibly opening us up for legal trouble. So we are going to part ways. At least that is my assessment, my personal assessment on the matter. Something to consider. Uh, you know, I believe in personal liberty and bodily autonomy so, personally. So kids should be able to cut off their breasts and anything for their boys. I mean, I believe in gender ideology. I guess I, I personally, my, my feeling is that I believe in personal liberty. I grew up in a town where a lot of people for their middle school graduation, women got nose jobs. I knew some people got a boob job at age 14. And I, I guess I struggle to kind of understand the criticism when there's certainly no criticism of that sort of thing, right? But then there's criticism of this other sort of gender affirming, you know, stuff. So, so you're you know, comparing a boy being allowed to chop off his penis to a teenage girl getting a nose job? 
Um, well, just to be extra clear, I don't believe that 13-year-olds are able to make those sort of medical decisions. Minors are, yeah. Oh, really? And where? Yeah. Um, Children's National Hospital in D.C. gives 16-year-olds hysterectomies. Oh, 16-year-olds. They gave me that. They told me that directly. They said 16 girls and younger. That's what they said. So, so hysterectomies. Um, there are definitely minors. I know for sure as young as 12 who are getting uh, double mastectomies. Um, they allow. They definitely allow vaginoplasties for minors. Um, and phalloplasties. I'm not aware of a specific case of a minor, but they allow 18-year-olds. Yeah. yeah, which I, you know, 18-year-olds okay, so, are an adult. But let's just get back to. So what she's doing here is maybe unsurprising for you if you're familiar with the way that right-wingers operate is an exaggeration. It's across the board incorrect. Medical intervention of this kind for minors is heavily scrutinized and it is only done as a last resort. The notion that they're just like lobbing off 16-year-old titties or whatever the fuck the way that she's trying to describe it is crazy. What that factors in is literally like incredibly rare instances of like cancer. The idea that this is a commonplace practice is insane. You're, you're talking about breast reduction surgeries for like unique hormone issues and, and cancer treatment. It's not trans kids uh, going in and, and getting this like voluntary uh, voluntary procedure without any medical scrutiny whatsoever. The idea that this is like a commonplace and super easy to conduct is, is ridiculous. DC Children's Hospital harassed over trans youth services. Yeah. In an audio recording posted Thursday by the conservative Twitter account Libs of TikTok, a Children's National employee appears to say that the hospital offers gender-affirming hysterectomies to minors. Since Thursday, the hospital has been the target of a large volume of hostile and threatening phone calls and emails, a spokesperson said in a statement to the Associated Press. The spokesperson also denied that Children's National performs hysterectomies for minors. None of the people who were secretly recorded by this activist group delivered care to our patients, they said. The information in the recording is not accurate. We do not perform gender-affirming hysterectomies for anyone under the age of 18. This, of course, does not stop Kaya Reichick's fan base from literally fucking sending bomb threats to the hospital and sending death threats to every single medical personnel there. The notion that this is a commonplace procedure that is happening all the time is completely, completely and utterly made up. That's it. Earlier this month, doctors and staffers of Boston Children's Hospital reported receiving threats of violence. Just remember, guys, the bad guys are not the people sending bomb threats to a children's hospital. This is so comical that it's like something the Joker would do in a Batman subplot. It is like cliché. Issuing bomb threats at a children's hospital, I must be the good guy in this story. Former Brooklyn real estate agent and self-described stochastic terrorist Kaya Rychik, aka Libs of TikTok, is appointed to the Library Media Advisory Committee for Oklahoma Schools, a state she doesn't reside in. She also sometimes complains to Elon Musk, and Elon Musk defends her. So, unfortunately for all of us, she has no valid background to have this position at all, she hasn't even lived in Oklahoma. The only reason why she was put into that position is because she is a petulant, psychopathic, bloodthirsty, monstrous transphobe. That's it. Those were her qualifications for the position. It was a way to say, we stand with you. But let's just get back to the Great Replacement stuff, because I'm curious, what are your thoughts on that whole ideology? There were some minds over the past three years that there were more illegals coming into our border than children being born in the U.S. Is that not, does that not look like they're trying to replace us? I think one of the funniest parts about this, of course, is that the great replacement theory that she's channeling is objectively a white supremacist Nazi slogan. And of course, those very same white supremacist Nazis that champion the great replacement theory also believe that Jewish people are responsible for said great replacement theory. And Chaya is uh, an Orthodox Jew. Perhaps she's too stupid to recognize that reality. I don't know. 
Because when people say they are doing great replacement, you are a part of the they, lady. They don't mean like they are doing great replacement. Some might think it's like the liberals or the Democrats. The real ones, the actual fucking Nazis that have been championing this um, since the dawn of fascism have directly laid the blame at Jews. I guess uh, sort of they're imagine America in a as a, a melting pot. Isn't that sort of what America was founded? No, but they're, they're actually bringing in more people than are actually being born. So I guess if you, it sounds like you sort of do ascribe to this theory of the Great Replacement. Um, how does that I just look feel? at the facts and the numbers. Well, so, I mean, just let's give a corollary, right? A lot of Jewish people fled, you know, Europe came over here also as immigrants. Um, and there's a lot of criticism towards Jewish people in those movements, in those far-right movements. So I'm just wondering as a Jewish woman, sort of how you feel about that and your role in cultivating this fan base that might think of you as, an, as, a, as a minority, an outsider. Uh, not all cultures are equal. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, those anti-Semites uh, helped me pay my bills. So, you know, maybe they got some good ideas. That's so funny. I know you have a lot of concerns about educational materials and books, library books and things. Um, especially They're importing people who want to destroy America and who, who want... Who's they, Kaya? Who's the they? You know, just back to the sort of education stuff, I know that you're interested in removing a bunch of books from libraries um, that you consider inappropriate. I was just wondering, out of all the books that you've sort of tried to get removed, how many have you read? I've read a couple of them. Uh-huh. Which ones? Um, Gender Queer. Uh-huh. I've read This Book is Gay. Uh-huh. Um, I've read uh, Flamer. I've read... What were some of the other ones? Um, My Shadow is Pink. Uh, it Feels Good to Be Yourself. Mm-hmm. There's so many more. Tons of them. She didn't read any of those books. It is also funny because, like, obviously, I don't even know if she knows how to fucking read, okay? But it is, once again, very funny because... There is an incredibly high likelihood that she's also, and this does not mean that like all gay people in the closet are like the only reactionary homophobes and, and, and bigots are, are gay or anything like that. But there is a very high likelihood, all things considered, with her, pa- uh, with her, with her hypersexual ob- obsession, her pathological sexual obsession with Taylor Lorenz, that uh, she herself might also be an in-the-closet lesbian. There is a likelihood. So you did have sex ed classes when you were growing up? Um, we had some kind of education, yeah. Uh-huh. So you do think it's important for children to have education, sex education? Uh, not the way they're doing it in public schools. Uh-huh. How are they doing it? Uh, they're giving kids porn and telling uh, third graders that they should masturbate. Um, they're giving middle school children guides to gay sex and anal sex, um, sex toys. How would you describe and the type of sex education that you would like to see at schools? Um, at this point, I want all sex education actually removed from schools because I don't trust the schools to do it. Okay. After what we've seen, I don't trust them at all. Zero. We need to completely eradicate it and then re- redo it in a, in a normal way that's appropriate. Okay, what is the normal way to do it? I'm sorry, but like I, I don't really want her dictating this kind of thing, okay? I think that a good question to ask here would be, do you think that you should have a say in how we teach sex ed to children, or do you think professionals should have a say in the matter? Because it's like, why do you want to interfere in an area that like people who have literally trained for their whole fucking lives and are infinitely more knowledgeable on, you are literally bitchless. Here you are sitting with your incredibly long jean skirt that is like otherwise defined as a pant, a singular pant, unmarried and completely devoid of dick. And simultaneously bitchless too. You are a no pussy having ass. Why do you get to dictate what children, how children should learn about sex ed when you yourself never got sex ed, don't understand why it's necessary, and have no formal training in this uh, area at all? 
For those of you who want to know what I'm talking about, this is the woman who's like, I should be the one teaching children how to masturbate or whatever. It's almost like the entire conservative movement is based on policing things they don't know anything about. Yeah, exactly. It's like entirely fear-based. The fear of the unknown. Bigotry is the greatest way to, to uh, deal with uh, said uncertainty. You're like, oh, I don't fully personally understand this shit, but it scares me. So I don't think anyone else should even broach the subject wonderful yeah it's like if cutie was deciding that no one can fly in a plane so uh, because she can't fly in a plane because she's terrified no one should be able to fly in a plane but cutie cinderella is not a reactionary psychopath whereas kaya is a reactionary psychopath blessed with the the uh, bountiful beautiful position of being a right-wing reactionary uh with hyper individualism and american exceptionalism built to her very foundation it's the same mind that thought I can wear this without falling on the ground with no exit strategy of getting up. Because honestly, when you fall on this, it's over. It's Jover. You got to roll home. You just got to have someone roll your ass back home because you ain't never getting back up. Why'd you delete all your old posts? It was just a one-time editorial decision. I stand by all my posts. You know, I, I guess speaking of deleting posts, you still have a post up accusing the Nivaldi shooter of being trans. Um, obviously, that's been debunked. Yeah, there's a community note on it. Uh huh. So yeah. why not remove that post if you're so comfortable with removing posts? Because there's a community note. I think it's clear. It's, it's obviously it was obviously it was unintentional. It was it, there was a watermark on it. It was from a meme, uh, an account. It was going around. Um, and I'm glad there's a community note so people know that. Do you that do you believe if say a journalist posts something factually incorrect or wrong, especially about someone else? You know, somebody was to say something factually wrong about you. Do you believe they should remove that, or do you think they should be able to keep that content up? Um. Twitter is free speech. Um. Oh, gosh, she's so fucking stupid. I love this shit, dude. Guys, why do I always yell at you to be normal? Why? This is why. If you don't check yourself, you might sometimes wreck yourself. What I mean by this is if you don't fucking check yourself and you don't like recenter your your uh, way of existence, because it is very easy sometimes to find ourselves in like Discord servers or Splinter Discord servers being reaffirmed on our sometimes unhinged propositions and, and framework. This is a perfect representation of like how that kind of hug boxing, that kind of like desperation for a safe space ends up with you unironically thinking that you're in the right when you are one, so, so wrong, and two, just so incredibly fucking dumb throughout this entire 53 minute interview she comes across as unhinged and also incredibly uneducated why is she confident enough to film this and then have her assistant send this footage to taylor lorenz because she thought she's doing great because she thinks well everybody hates taylor she's like public enemy number one on twitter myself public enemy number two so she thinks this is an own she thinks she's cooking one, because, you know, she thinks uh, people will not receive Taylor in a positive way on Twitter because Twitter is a right-wing shithole. And she also personally thinks that she's owning uh, owning her right now in this conversation because she's never had someone literally fucking try and even pick apart, even cynically or in a constructive manner, pick apart her argumentation. It, it has to go both ways. So. so you believe that people should be allowed to keep up wrong information about you and have no reason to be able to keep that up. Free speech is free speech. Okay. So I'm kind of curious how you square that with the letter that you sent this morning to V Sphere, claiming that, you know, you were going to try to sue her for slander. Um, you know, if free speech is free speech, then why are you threatening your critics with lawsuits? Well, defamation is different. So would you call misidentifying a shooter's sexuality defamation? 
Uh, no, I wouldn't. Um, like I said, there, there's already a community note on it, uh, so I'm glad that people now. And you admit know. that it's wrong, right? It was the Uvalde Yeah, and I wasn't the creator of that of that image. Sure, but you can imagine if somebody amplified wrong information. You know, the media, like you know, like Washington Post and other um, places, they lie all the time. They're never held accountable. They never remove it. They lie, lie, lie. So um, she's literally saying major publications lie all the time and offer no retractions, which is incorrect. And simultaneously saying that's a wrong thing, but it's okay when I do it. Classic conservative position is. And we saw this with Donald Trump, which is was like, I have every right to have all the classified information and documents that I want to and store it wherever I want. So it's a witch hunt that they're coming after me. But also, they should go after Joe Biden, who should get the death penalty. It's awesome. In the same breath, she's like, it's really fucked up that the media is defaming people and lying, but it's not fucked up when I do it. And it's actually good when I do it. I am not going to, if you want to hold me to that level, then, then I get to hold you to that level as well. And all the other media. Um, so I just don't think, you know, it's, we're not, we're not. It's You're not, not being held to the same level. Mainstream media has to offer retractions. Now you can talk about the, the uh, efficacy of said retractions and, and whether or not that actually works in real time. Like how many people see the retractions? Oftentimes those are like very quiet retractions anyway, but the notion that like, uh, they're not doing that is crazy because you're saying you're not doing that and you shouldn't do that. Was the Uvalde shooter trans? The Uvalde shooter wasn't trans. Got it. And so I guess knowing that you posted wrong information, you're saying it should stay up and everybody else should be allowed to keep whatever they have up as well. Is that sort of your stance? Am I accurately understanding it? Um, is there a law against... No, not asking law. I'm just asking your personal sort of opinion. I'm just kind of curious because it seems like you have come after other people, such as vSphere and other critics, saying you posted wrong information about me, take it down. I totally get that. That's your prerogative. It's different with defaming um, a, a journalist like that. They're, they're defaming me. Uh-huh. And you don't think that calling a shooter trans when they weren't trans is defaming anyone? Uh, no. Okay. Interesting. Um, I guess I'm they're like, no, they're knowingly lying about me. What? Uh-huh. And you... And what would Wait, so I don't get it. She's saying it's defamation to like accurately report on what you have done. I don't understand. She literally simultaneously personally calls herself a stochastic terrorist, literally has that as like her her Twitter PFP for the record, the article calling her a stochastic terrorist, and also celebrates that as an accomplishment openly while simultaneously saying it's defamation when you say it against me. It, it, what is it? Who's the other girl, the interviewer? I don't know anything about her. That is Taylor Lorenz, friend of the show, Taylor Lorenz, who is a, a real journalist. Um, she used to work at the New York Times, now working at the Washington Post. And uh, she wrote a book as well. Has written a lot extensively on uh, online culture and, and things of that nature. How did you um, get connected with Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma? And how many times have you been to that state? I was there once. They have, unfortunately, a lot of wokeness in the red state. Wait a minute. The person recording this video is Chai's assistant and Chai sent this video to Taylor. Is she really that delusional? Yes. The answer to your question is yes. She just said Oklahoma is too woke. Yeah, she said Oklahoma. I mean, this person's mind must be studied. And the right is taking this as a win. They are Delulu. I think, I think that's the point. That's precisely what I'm trying to talk about when I talk about like Twitter and how it is, as a matter of fact, not real life. A position that I have actually uh, maintained for quite some time whether it be uh, talking about like Bernie Sanders support and how that doesn't translate to like real world electoral outcomes or whatnot. Twitter is not real life. Twitter can become real life when people that are permanently online take the stuff that they see on Twitter at face value and then cover it in mainstream media, such as the reactionary nature of the Bernie bros, like all the news articles that were written about said things. Since Elon's takeover, it has become increasingly more right-wing. And therefore, since Elon's takeover, it has become a 
even less real life situation. The only people who desperately cling on to it and try to make something out of it are people who want to farm right-wing reactionaries in their audience and want those people in their audiences because, you know, a view is a view, a click is a click. How'd you originally sort of, what had Oklahoma get on your radar as opposed to some others? Because I started posting about the stuff going on in schools there. By the way, you have to understand something. What's happening here is not a debate. That's why Taylor is asking all of these questions. She is doing her due diligence as a journalist. I have to remind, I have to remind people, the reason why this looks bad for Chaya is not because Taylor is trying to make her look bad. Taylor is doing what Taylor does as a journalist, interviewing someone she is writing about. It's Chaya's responses that turn this into like a contentious situation. Your post about private citizens, incendiary post, you consider that journalism? I'm an independent journalist. Uh-huh. And do you think that there's a difference between doing journalism on a completely private figure that has no public presence and no institutional power versus reporting on a powerful public institution or person? You still didn't answer the question. Is a journalist responsible for reporting for any actions that happen after the reporting? Personally, I think that journalists should take care and should, should, you know, should consider sort of the framing. And I think that they should do their best not to, not to appear as if they encourage that sort of behavior. I haven't, I've noticed that you haven't necessarily publicly condemned that behavior, publicly told your supporters, listen guys, stop, you know, stop calling in these bomb threats. Who said it's my followers? Do you, do you have information that it's my followers? Um, I guess who else's followers would it be? I don't know. So you There's post, 300 million people in this country. So you post bomb threats follow and you're saying it might be just unrelated people? I have no idea. We don't know who it is. Have you taken steps to, to find out? We filed some FOIAs with police departments. Yeah. What have you found? Uh, we, we haven't gotten anything uh, useful yet that we can use. What about the white supremacist shooter that said uh, that had posts saying, like, this one's for libs of TikTok? Fuck, there's so many of them. I, I can't even remember. Well, they, they said it was like a false flag, though. You know, if you eradicate transgenderism, which I believe you suggested in a post today. No, I never suggested that. Oh, okay. So you reposted a post that was advocating for that. What would happen to the people that have already medically, socially, completely transitioned and are leading happy lives? What would happen to them? I mean, what's your plan for, for that? If transgenderism doesn't exist, which it seems like you're, that's what you believe, what happens to all the people living happy lives as trans people? First of all, the whole trans is, it's based on a lie. You can't change your, you can't change your gender. Okay, but. So they could, they could go live their, their, their life. I mean, I can't tell someone what to do in their, in their house. Sounds like you do want to tell people what to do in their house. I never said that. So you're totally okay with people being trans, just not as long as they're in public. No, I never said that. They could, it's, the whole thing is based off of a lie, and I think that- She has no answer for this. This part is like one of the most damning aspects of this entire interview, and it went viral on Twitter as well. Don't, who's to say that sort of thing has any sway whatsoever? But I did personally think it was very interesting that this is like a fundamental plank, a fundamental position that she has, and she has so much conviction for it. Bloodlust, I would say. And yet, for some weird reason, she hasn't even, like, interrogated her own fucking views on the matter. It's wild to watch her buffer and hit a fucking reset. Like, Matt Walsh would be able to answer this question, okay? It would be nonsensical. It'd be hokum. It would be ridiculous. But Haya Rajik is a uniquely dumb and delusional person that she can't even answer it. The fa This lie cannot be mainstream in our, in our society. It's just, it's a lie. And what harm is it causing, do you believe? I like the truth. I like <laughs> truth. Right, but I'm saying, what, what's, the, what's the harm of people expressing their gender identity differently than you believe it to be? What, what harm are they causing? Um, like I said, we are a, a um, 
a nation of truth and I, I'm, I'm, I seek the truth. But that's, but I'm asking about the harm. What's the harm? You might believe it to be false, but what's the, the harm? The harm is that there's a lie that is very mainstream and is being embedded into every institution. I guess I'm wondering what the material harm is. Aside from it's maybe something that you disagree with, as in your version of the truth is different than their version of the truth, what is the material harm of them living their life as a woman or man or gender that you don't agree Not with? anything that's wrong is there a material harm necessarily. So there's no harm? I didn't say that. So can you name a single harm? Uh, the way that it's pushed, on, it's pushed on to kids, first of all. What's pushed on to kids? Uh, gender ideology, transgenderism. Uh -huh. But if they're leading happy lives, and they just are leading a Well, there are studies that show that they're more suicidal after transition. No, that's not true. Yeah, there's a study out of Sweden. That is not yeah. true. That is not true. Yeah, you can look up the study. Well, taking into account all of the happy people that have transitioned, who are not harming anyone, you can't come up with a single material harm? So if someone says, I'll be happier if I'm blind, should a doctor pull their eyes out? Wait, what the fuck? Did you, why would you compare? Wait, what? Why would you compare medical procedures that genuinely alleviate pain, whether it's psychological pain or, or, or in some instances, like physical pain even, to like personally disabling yourself? That is insane. You can't say that. You could... You could technically make that argument about every medical decision, okay? Because that's what it is. Gender reassignment or getting on HRT or puberty blockers is a medical decision. That is actually crazy to make that comparison. But once again, there are obviously plenty of instances where there are enough people in her fan base that think that this is a brilliant argument, so it might as well be, right? As long as she stays in that pocket. She goes outside of that pocket and all of a sudden it's like people are looking at her like, wait, what? That doesn't sound right at all. Unless she personally thinks being a, a, a woman is a disability. <laughs> people with type 1 diabetes just don't make insulin. So why should I poison them with insulin, sweaty? There are a lot of people that have ideas about women, right? And about what makes a, what makes a woman, right? What makes a appropriate woman? How should a woman, you're saying you're not, you're against people sort of like living lies or living outside this um, ideology that you've constructed. Some might say, look, we're both women over the age of 25, working, child, I certainly don't have kids, you know, they might consider that not okay for a woman. Do you think it's up to the, do you think it's okay for them to dictate how, you know, you live your life as a woman? Do you think it's up, up or sort of where does that line get drawn? So again, you're comparing uh, boob jobs to a teenage girl chopping off her breasts. Well, first of all, teenage girls get boob jobs, but breast enhancements are gender affirming for many women. I'm, I'm asking you, why is it that people have to live under your sort of view of gender? And it's not my view, it's science. It's fact. It's not. This is the greatest lie that conservatives have been able to delude themselves into thinking is that they are in any way, shape or form defending science. They are not. And because science is oftentimes very unapproachable and hard to comprehend, a lot of people don't look any further than their own blind delusions. Conservatism always is historically anti-science to begin with, but especially in recent years, I would say in the past few decades, conservatives and Ben Shapiro used to do this all the fucking time, adopted the motto that like, you know, facts, not feelings. We are actually the ones with the facts. And it's really interesting because they are literally operating on feelings. Nothing that they advocate for is, is backed by science. As a matter of fact, the overwhelming majority of people who, who have the, the appropriate information on this matter will 
voluntarily go out of their way to 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 inform the public against their deliberate efforts to to uh, misinform the public. It is wild though because while in the past I feel like you just say the Bible told me so and that's the reason, right? Nowadays, at least conservatives have adopted the position that this is not like a, a biblical reason, even though in reality the reasoning does come from the Bible for them. It is quite interesting that they have maintained the position that they are the ones who are actually presenting real science, especially when it comes to gender. It's wild. I'm doing a PhD in bioinformatics and everything we know about genetics show gender is non-binary. I'm tired of transphobes using my own field to push bullshit. I mean, it's funny. They deny climate science and have done for a very uh, long time. They deny the science on gender and biology while simultaneously claiming that they are the ones who are championing biology, which is ridiculous. They deny the science on COVID, on its impact on a population. They deny the science on vaccines. They deny the science on everything. And yet we're supposed to sit there and be like, yeah, no, the dumbest motherfuckers you've ever seen are hyping each other up. So we got to sit there and act like they have anything worth a damn to say. I guess if enough people are flat earthers, then yeah, we just got to act like flat earthers have a point or something. Like, I don't know. And if we're talking biology, there's a spectrum of gender. There's people that are intersex. That is a very a rare medical condition. It's not a rare medical condition. Intersex is, is as rare a medical condition as like being a redhead is, okay? There are more intersex people on the planet than there are Jewish people. There are more intersex people on the planet than there are redheads. What the fuck are we talking about here? What What about all these happy trans people that are living their lives that are not harming anyone? What is What harm are they doing by living their life as a woman who medically transitioned, they're, they're adults. You know, I understand you have problems with kids, but with adult trans people, what what's the harm that they're doing to society? To society, it's they're, they're spreading a lie that is affecting children also. Uh-huh. So you just believe gender is, is a lie. And what if somebody said to trans, you- Trans, you can't change your gender. And what if somebody said to you, you know, you're not a real woman. You're not a real woman because maybe you don't you don't meet these certain specific definitions of femininity. That's fine. I don't care. They can call me whatever you want. But what if you would be forced to live by that system? Do you think it's fair that you would, you know, be forced Is that to based live? in like science? Well, I don't think any of it's really based in science. Well, it is. Gender is a sexes. social construct. Well, well, gender is actually made up. Exactly. Um, yes, by we agree on that. We by, agree. by a child predator, by a pedophile. Uh, we don't agree. Yeah. We so, don't agree on that. so he made up gender, and now they conflate the two, and they use it. Well, okay. So, like, what? Men and women didn't exist then before the fucking dude. Like, what? What do you mean? I mean, this is a person who literally thinks that like uh, stochastic terror was a designation that was created specifically for her. So she's saying one guy invented gender is so funny. Like, there's been a concept of third gender in India long before, in, in many other places around the planet, as a matter of fact, long before any fucking doctor or anyone that she thinks invented the concept of gender in America with Native Americans, two-spirit. The easiest way to describe gender being a social construct is literally look at any other culture outside of the United States of America or fuck it. Look at the United States of America. We are a fucking melting pot. There's hella people from other places. Look at the way people from other cultures and other countries present themselves. It's the clothes that you wear. It's the way that you express yourself. One, one quick example is like what is considered as like... Uh, you know, peak of like sexy manhood in a place like Korea, 
versus, I don't know, peak sexy manhood in like a Latin American country or the United States of America, as a matter of fact. The concept of gender has changed, like gender uh, norms have changed dramatically throughout time, even in this country. Look at the fucking founding fathers. Those motherfuckers were wearing powdered wigs and shit. The fuck are we talking about? Dudes were wearing skirts. Dudes were wearing high heels and, and, and makeup and powdered wigs. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, does that not signal anything in your in your mind? Like, that doesn't help you understand that this is all, like, completely made up? You know, a lot of LGBTQ people say that your posts cause an enormous amount of pain. How does that make you feel? How does it make you feel that your reporting on me causes me pain? I feel sad for that, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So would you stop? Uh, no, I'm a journalist and you're a public oh. figure. But I'm just talking about, you know, these, these non-public figures, right? These non-public figures that are... Well, if you put yourself out there on a public platform, then you're kind of making So anybody public. that posts on social media is a public figure, in your mind? Uh, if you're putting your videos out there with the intention that it should go viral, you want publicity. So if somebody's posting on social media, which inherently posting on social media, you're looking for attention, right? You're saying that that meets the bar for a public figure? Well, well, first of all, a lot of the people I post about are actually in positions uh, that are public. But teachers, I'm talking about doctors. the people that haven't, right? The individual private citizens that you've posted who are not, I would, I would argue they're not public figures. You're saying they are public figures because they're posting on social media? They want to be public. They're public. They're going on a public platform and publicly posting a video on a on a social media site that is that is meant for your videos to go viral. Uh-huh. And what about Twitter? Would you consider Twitter as well a platform where stuff is meant to go viral? Every social media. If someone posts something on social media. I don't think she understands that she's like like personally walking into a trap, I guess. Where like the point is you are bringing about death threats upon like random individuals while simultaneously complaining about like death threats that you receive. Shouldn't you be the first person to not uh, uh, put the spotlight on others if you personally recognize it? Like you recognize the damaging impact of it? Let's talk about drag shows. Um, you know, you've come out a lot about, you know, you're very against drag shows. Can you give any examples of children being harmed from drag shows? Yeah, there was one where this mom was saying that her kid decided to be uh, non-binary uh, after watching the drag show. And then the drag queen helped the kid buy like new clothes to be non-binary. And you consider that harmful? Yeah, well, because non-binary is made up. Like, you can't. There's no such thing as non-binary. Okay, first of all, once again, you can't be talking about what people can and can't wear as you are currently wearing a jort. Not even a jort, but a, but a just skirt, a pant, a jean pant, a singular pant of jean. I will take anyone else's a jert, I think. I will take anyone else's opinion on what people should and shouldn't wear over whatever the fuck you got going on, lady. Get the fuck out of here. Half a Jinko. Exactly. Is she wearing a t-shirt of herself crying? No, she's wearing a t-shirt of Taylor Lorenz crying, which also is very normal stuff. It's just super normal to do. Um, and then it just leads a kid on a path uh, where probably they'll end up on, in a hospital getting some other body parts chopped off. You seem very against plastic surgery. Are you against- well, I'm against exchange surgeries. Uh-huh. What about women that want to get their boobs done, want to get their nose or want to get cheek implants? We're just going to go in circles. I'm just curious. But I, it's good to note that you're you're uh, comparing nose jobs to um, to teen girls getting their breasts chopped. Well, people often teen girls also get boob jobs to make their breasts bigger, right? So uh, the, both are both are gender affirming in different ways. You seem very obsessed with one and not interested in the other. So that's kind of what I'm interested in. And I I guess I don't really understand. wait. She's anti fucking. She's not openly anti breast surgery for like she thinks is great. That's crazy. 
listen, when you live in Los Angeles, as she did, she probably grew up with a lot of teenagers that went and got rhinoplasties and boob jobs at the age of 16. So obviously she can't be out here fucking talking shit about that. You know what I mean?